Maybe we'll just have a Peace, peace. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Think Right, Talk Right. I am your one of your co-hosts, Akila Sai. I am the communication strategist. I teach people how to improve their communication by uh, teaching them how to use their emotions to strengthen their relationships rather than to damage them. I teach you how to say what you really mean and how to decipher what it is you hear. I'm also the founder of ASCA, which is the Aquila Sai Communications Academy, which is an online academy where we teach a solution-centered approach to better communication. And when I say solution-centered, I just mean what your reason for talking is going to be what guides your words. So um, let's go ahead. I'm going to have my co-host introduce himself and then we'll get started. Go ahead. Uh, yes, uh, Lee Muhammad. Uh, he's Lee Muhammad, uh, the mental health strategist, uh, just designed to uh, one day eventually we'll get into uh, helping or developing strategies to help us to manage emotions and feelings and things that go on in our lives you know, um, it's, mental health is a broad thing it's just a human expression and so it's wide uh, but it's really it's in our thinking process so uh, we'll get deeper into that stuff as time goes on okay yeah. uh, for anybody who's listening for the first time um, I'm Akila, and of course, we I'm doing this uh, podcast with my dad, so um, that's the relationship dynamic here. Uh, we pick a subject every week based on you know things that happen or um, based on listener suggestions, and then we kind of go from there. So the last episode we did was based on boundaries. So we were talking about boundaries and communication, boundaries and mental health, what they look like, and we really didn't get a chance to fully explore um, that as a topic, so we decided to do a part two. So this episode is all about part two to uh, boundaries. Just to kind of recap on what we did. Oh, go ahead. Boundaries and balance. Yes, boundaries and balance. So just to kind of recap on what we talked about last week, um, boundaries for communication can look like um, your volume, right? Agreeing to not go above a certain volume. It can look like your word choice in the sense of um, deciding not to say certain types of words or... Oh my gosh. I got And you asked me, did I have mine turned off? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's on the computer. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. Now, the question okay, about is, how far are you? Is, is this, uh, does this cross the boundaries? <laughs> Where you're not supposed to be talking to the hook. I'm having fun. I'm having fun. I asked the question to the listening potential listening audience, does that cross the boundary of, of taking a phone call during a taping session? Well, now let's go into that. So now typically, yes, that will cross the boundary. However, just like anything in life, boundaries sometimes are fluid. So the reality of the matter is I'm a real person, right? We're doing yes. this on a Sunday afternoon. And uh, my children have been spending the weekend with their father and I know that he called me earlier today and it's like, hey, I'm, I have a meeting in the morning, so I'm going to bring them back today. And I'm like, OK, fine. You know, but he didn't give me an exact time. And so when I got that call, I'm like, OK, that's probably him because he tends to call like 10 minutes before he pulls up. And uh, this time he's 30 minutes away. So we are going to finish up this episode <laughs> right on time before yes. they get here. So back to what I was saying. 
uh, boundaries are fluid, just like we just saw an example of. Now, typically, this is a time that I have designated to do this and nothing else. However, you know, based on how life goes, you may have to make an adjustment um, regarding your boundaries, or you may have to, you know, do something different. And so that's what we. Well, I, well, I think this is a good time to jump in and throw. That's why we're doing boundaries and balance because you have to bring balance to your boundaries. Yeah. And the fact that you know, what's usual, what's typical, what, what usually happens and how we usually, what I'm accustomed to and all this, or this is how, what my expectations, but you being open and flexible to be fluid in the situation. And then that brings balance to it. Because if you try to be rigid and just hold to this boundary here and then circumstances shift, then, uh, yes, ma'am, uh, bless you. Uh, uh, and circumstances shift, then, you know, that can be a source of a stressor for you because yes. you're worrying because, you know, I want to hold myself to this idea that I set that this is a boundary. And by not having balance to your boundaries, uh, then it can be a source of stressor because the circumstances might dictate that something else might need to happen. And if we're not flexible enough in our thinking, flexible enough in what we attempt to do, and I don't mean flexible in any and everything. That's why we started talking about this boundaries because, because we've talked about that unconditional positive regard. But again, being flexible, you know, you have to have balance to it and boundaries. So I thought this was a good example. Of I think it's a fantastic example. And it also reminds me um, to, I think that, you know, boundaries should serve you, right? You yes. should do things that make sense and that work for you. So you can, you have the freedom to be able to modify and adjust your boundary as circumstances permit, as you see fit, as you grow and evolve. If you're like, okay, well, this used to be a boundary, but you know, maybe I've gotten to a different space now in my evolution where I can adjust this boundary based on where I am now. And boundaries also are fluid in relationships. You know, you may start with a certain uh, boundary with a certain person. And as you both evolve in your relationship, that may change, that may adjust. So I really like um, how we're going into this. Um, and, 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 and it would be good then that we to have the good mental health is to communicate your fluid and changing boundaries only when maybe necessary. Because the fact that I woke up this morning thinking A, B, C, and D in terms of my boundaries, and then later in the afternoon, well, I'm actually looking at L, M, N, O, P. Okay. And uh, so it's not necessary that as soon as I shift from A, B, C, D to LMNOP, that I have to now communicate that to the person that I'm connected with or whatever, whatever. See, so again, this is balance plays a part in just being open, objective, and being fresh and free in the moment, in the here and now, and letting a lot of the here and now dictate what you do. Now, I'm not saying don't be solid in your person and right. don't, or be wishy-washy and say, well, I think this today and this part, I think something later. No, no, we're not saying that at all. What right. we're saying is that who are you living your life for? One, if you're living your life for yourself, and I don't mean that in a selfish kind of way, but what I'm saying is you're not externalizing by looking at those who are outside of you, trying to judge you and critique you and evaluate. And you have to make all these communications to these that are outside of you about what's going on inside of you. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you internally and doing your inner work and just knowing who you are, where you are, how you are, that kind of thing. And, you know, again, sometimes it's okay just to laugh at yourself because guess what? 
you know, again, being balanced because you can't be too serious. You just can't be too rigid because when rigidity is in the picture and forces come, it might break instead of simply bending. Yes, yes. One of the things that I know um, I have in communication is there are some must have boundaries, right? So we talked about being able to adjust boundaries. We talked about uh, boundaries evolving um, based on the relationship, based on your own evolution as a person. Um, that being said, there are some boundaries that I believe have to be a part of communication. One of those boundaries is um, how far I will allow myself to go when there's disagreement. So it doesn't really matter who the person is. Um, this is a completely self-imposed boundary. But for, for me, and I suggest for everyone else, you need to have a hard stop. Okay, I'm not going to allow myself to get to a point where I'm acting too much other than myself. You know, where I begin to degrade myself based on my communication, where I begin Correct. to disrespect myself based on my communication and also disrespect others. Because a lot of times when we cross a certain boundary, we find it very difficult, if not impossible, almost to kind of repair the damage that we make in that. So I would like to ask you, are there any hard boundaries that are just must haves in mental health? Well, as you were talking of what came to mind was um, that yeah, yes, yes, there's some hard boundaries. Like I, I like what I heard you say about I'm I'm I got some hard boundaries that when I think I I think I understood you to say that when you get angry or or in like an argument or something, you're not going to, there's, there's a hard boundary. Say that yeah. again. When there's disagreement. So say, for oh, example, I'm in a situation yeah. where I'm attempting to communicate. I'm not yes. being very successful. I'm not being very effective. My message is not being well received. You know, okay. how far do I take it? Do I start talking about your mama and calling you <laughs> don't understand me? Or is that a line that I'm not willing to cross because, you know, I do, I would like to keep talking to you. Well, uh, I was going to have a little fun and say, you know, there's uh, healthy arguments. <laughs> you mamas know. are not included in that. Yeah. Say that again. I said mamas are not included in that. There are right. healthy no, arguments. Yeah, I, I agree. I, agree. I, I, was, I was having some lighthearted fun. I was no, having lighthearted fun. But uh, no, uh, I believe that, yes, like, for example, uh, I absolutely refuse to, I like the language you said, to act too much too far, too much other than myself, to be other than myself. Like uh, I'm, if if I find myself having the need or a desire to want to raise my voice, you know, I start looking at me. Right. If, if I, uh, what's going on with me? You know, uh, um, I think that, yes, I will never call you outside of your name. You know, yes, I will uh, uh, maintain uh, a reasonable degree of respect. And what I, let me say it another kind of way. Okay. Uh, I like the doctor that I work with, Dr. Norman Chambers. He, he's, he's pointed out many times and I love the language and I use it in a doctor for myself. Okay. And he says, listen, uh, if you care about me, make me to know it by the way you talk to me and the way you deal with me. Because you. after me interacting with you, I should not be feeling beat up, abused, mistreated on, um, you know, um, those, those things should not be in the equation. So right. as far as hard boundaries, 
it comes out of my personality. It comes out of how I am in the world. And I choose to be the kind of person that, uh, you know, I saw somebody say it, uh, the other day, it was uh, optimistic. They were optimistic masterminds. Okay. And I loved the language that they love looking at reality and seeing it and then not being bound by that reality, but being able to look a little beyond it into some hopeful, optimistic aspects of it and saying, I'm an eternal optimist. So hard line boundaries, yes, you can have them, you know, because, you know, but but what happens on the day to day and what just happens as we interact, <clears throat> that's more coming out of our personality of, of who you are, how you are and uh, whatnot. But in the communication part, now, I want to get into the part that there, see, because you are allowed to be angry. Anger is a healthy emotion. It is. It's very and, purposeful. And, and so, you know, now, yes, it needs to be managed. We have to manage our anger uh, and the frustration and all those things. Uh, but it's actually healthy for you to experience anger. Because, you know, it will get you going. It'll help you to see and understand. It'll actually add some clarification to your boundaries, too. Because, yeah. man, as angry as I was, guess what I didn't do? See, right. I didn't cross these lines. Because, again, that comes out of the personalities. So uh, so I, I like the idea of freely communicating. Uh, but I also like the idea that a person as their own internal imposed boundaries that are hard fast that won't allow them to get into the disrespectful category. You feel me? Then you can have a much freer freeing conversation because when I'm clear your intentionality, you're not trying to hurt my feelings. You're not right. trying to be mean to me. You're not trying to push me away. But what you are trying to do is express what's you're feeling, thinking and what's going on with you. And, there has to be lots of tools available for you to do that. Uh, and I don't put a lot of limits in, in in some respects, but yes, they are. But again, it's all fluid. The reason I brought that up is because I know for uh, people that I have worked with, uh, one of the struggles that they have, one of the main struggles that they have is their emotions tend to interfere with their ability to communicate. So whether that's their ability to say what they really mean or whether that's their ability to um, receive a message that may be difficult or that may be upsetting or like you said, someone gets angry. So I think boundaries are really important in communication because, like you said, it's OK for you to get angry. Angry is a very purposeful emotion. It, it exists for a reason. Um, it is supposed to facilitate certain things. So I never tell people don't not get angry. You're not supposed right. to not have emotion. You're just supposed to be able to rise above it. So the thing with the thing with boundaries and communication for me is making sure people understand where to direct their anger, their emotion and how to direct it. So what I mean is if you do something I don't like. Right. So you said if I'm. Um, interacting with you. I'm experiencing you. I should know that you love me. I should know that you care about me based on how you speak to me and based on how you handle me. Um, in that process, there's naturally going to be some conflict, right? Because at the end of the day, you have your experiences 
and your experiences shape your expectations and expectations are very unique things. They're a result of all your life experiences, the conversations you've had, the things you've read and seen, all of that. So I have some general things that I think are okay to do with you, but there may be some specific things that you like or some specific things that you don't like that I may not be aware of. So in my interaction with you, I may mistakenly do one of those things. Uh, I may mistakenly not do one of those things. So I think it's important for us when it comes to boundaries, uh, especially on the emotional side, to direct our emotion to the principal and not to the person. Okay. Because at the end of the day, I'm upset with your behavior. I love you. And that goes into that unconditional personal regard. I will positive, always you have keep personal. You keep saying positive. unconditional personal is positive. positive. <laughs> yes. So I will always hold you or keep unconditional positive regard for you. However, your behavior, I don't have to do that with. There may be some times where I need to say, hey, you know, you did this thing. I don't like that thing. That thing makes me feel like this. And I have to remember to stay angry at the principal, you know, to dismiss the principal, to be upset about a principal rather than an individual. And I think that helps to give us healthy boundaries to communicate. So it's like, I'm going off, but let me make sure I stay focused on this thing because right. in truth, I don't want to put you out of my life, but I do need us to resolve this behavior or I do need right. us to Because you may want to put that behavior out, out of the right. right. Yes. yes. It's very yes. important that we begin to um, just keep that as a boundary. Don't get personal. That's one of the big things in communication. Don't get personal. Yes, I know everybody is a person. What do, you, what do you mean? What do you mean don't get personal? Because uh, I mean, by this, if you personal relationship, I don't like. It's true. Yeah. But if you do something I don't like, that's a behavior. Behaviors can change. Behaviors are fluid. They can adjust, you know, and it's like how you said about unconditional positive regard. If I believe um, in general that people are good, right. you know, then their behavior or their thinking is what's bad, not them in their core. So that's why like, you can bear a little bit more. Your relationships can bear a little bit more when you realize like, okay, they just have some bad math. They think that this thing that they're doing is okay. They have accepted a faulty principle. They've accepted some bad math. And so now we're going to argue, discuss, debate their principle, that thinking that's causing that behavior, as opposed to, I think you're a terrible individual and I'm throwing you away because you did something I didn't like. Okay, so now, and in that, you did mention about uh, sometimes some people, their emotions interfere with their ability to communicate. Yes. So now this is an opportunity for us to look at a potential mental health strategy. So okay. if, if, because first of all, you know, of course, self-knowledge, of course, you have to know yourself. You know, you have yes. to be acquainted with yourself, you know, and really we should and do <clears throat> have a relationship with ourselves. Yes. I'm, I'm a strong advocate for you consciously and deliberately having a relationship with yourself, okay? And so now in my relationship with myself, uh, I if, if I were to notice that, man, my emotions start running out, start going up, start doing this, and then the more that they do this, then the more interference with my tongue doesn't seem yes. to work as fluid and whatever. All right, so now here's some strategies. So what can we do about that? You know, well, uh, shall we shall we shut down and just no. say, well, my emotions is is running. And then the fact that I my I'm interfered, my ability to communicate is being interfered with. So that's an additional layer of frustration that's being on it because I got all this stuff stirring and I can't get it out. 
Yes, because, and, that and I'm gonna tell you oh. why that happens. There's a scientific right. reason for that. When Go you ahead. encounter a negative word or an angry word, um, the way your brain processes that is it triggers your amygdala and your brain begins to produce stress-inducing chemicals, stress-inducing hormones. So I tell people there are three things you can do to not overreact in a, com a conversation. The first thing you're gonna do is you're just gonna look away for a moment. Quick glance. Right. You just look away for a moment to break that because sometimes you don't realize that your stare is, is too harsh or it has right. become a stare. So you're just going to look away for a quick moment and then you're going to return your gaze to the person that you're talking to. That's number one. Number two, you are going to take three deep breaths. They're right. going to be slow. They're going to be quiet. So you're not going to, oh, oh my goodness. Like, no. Right. It's <laughs> just breathe in, breathe out. The other party really shouldn't even notice that you're doing that. And the third thing that you want to do and the most important thing that you want to do is you want to ask the person, can I please restate what you said to make sure I understand it? The reason for that is you are literally trying to rewire your brain to not trigger those stress inducing hormones. And because emotion and logic have an inverse relationship, meaning when one is up, the other is down. They cannot be, they don't go up together. They don't go down together. They're opposites. Okay. So in order to bring that emotion down, you are going to force yourself to think. And an easy way to do that is say, Hey, I want to make sure I understand what you're saying. I feel myself getting upset and I want to make sure I really understand what you're saying. So do I understand you to be saying, and then you put what you heard in your own words. Just that now, moment now, and now, that activity. You, Go ahead. You clear. You clear that that's the mental health strategy, right? I mean, you. I didn't know. That, I mean, that's communication. I don't know. I didn't know that. But but this is what I'm trying to say about mental health is it's at play all the time, and unfortunately, it has been stigmatized, and we make it sterile and put it in some clinical setting or some setting that's and. At, but no, and here's the beauty of what I liked about Carl Rogers is okay. that he started his stuff and did all his research. It's the most uh, researched PCA, person-centered approach, is the most <clears throat> extensive research stuff done by Carl Rogers on that subject matter. Okay. And all the above. And he applied it in the therapeutic setting and all that. And what he came to realize is that this is a human dynamic. And so at the end of his career, he moved it out he was interested in moving it out of the therapeutic realm and putting it into everyday life. And so when I got involved, that's the part I picked it up from. I never picked it up with an attempt to go into the therapeutic realm. I wanted yeah. to pick it up and develop it and cultivate it into the everyday life. So just like you just, you, that's a mental health strategy. You said it much better than I would have said it much more detailed and all of that. But I was going to say that if it's your emotions that are getting out of whack, the first thing you got to do is kind of do something to address your emotions. Yeah. And I like what you said about emotions running high, logic directly proportional going down. So now you're going to force yourself to regulate the emotion and force yourself through articulation, through words, because words are an excellent source of life. Words are an excellent place where the spirit comes. And so you first you'll force words to shift your spirit. And yes. this is internal dialogue that goes on. This, you know, sometimes it takes place external, but it's an internal thing too. Because even while 
I'm talking, I'm still thinking about other things in my background, even while you're listening. <clears throat> and you can have a good amount of your attention units while as you actively listen, but you still, our minds are so dynamic and it has all this other stuff going on at the same time, you know? And so it becomes the, uh, our ability to manage ourselves, yeah. which really translates to managing your emotions because yes. the, those are the driving forces. Emotions will make you highly passionate. And then, you know, they're crimes of passion. I'm so passionate. I'm blinded and can't think straight because my emotions yeah. so high. My logic went way down. So I grabbed this and bust them in the head. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> you did what? See, so when you start seeing yourself approaching those things, you got to start the dialogue and start that process in you e immediately. Immediately. So, mental health logic. and communication. Go together Emotions hand in hand. They're not, they're not opposites. They shouldn't be opposites. They may start as opposites when you first get on your journey to you know self-improvement and all of that. Yeah. However, emotion should feed your logic. It should not take away from it. And the yeah. thing that I learned in my research is your brain has what they call in science plasticity, neuroplasticity. Yes. And what that means is you make these connections and the yes. more and more you do something, the stronger the connection becomes. So if you think right. about it, if you go for a walk at six o'clock every day, you know, eventually you kind of start checking out over time because it's like, okay, I know the way to this. Or if you ever caught yourself driving somewhere and you realize like, oh, wow, I'm not even paying attention to where I'm going because right. the connection in your brain has gotten so has gotten so strong from doing that activity. You become wired like that. So it's like I said, in the beginning of the process, you may not have that connection, but your brain is constantly um, evolving and it can develop those connections. Of course, it's hard and based on and, and based on all of that. So then you get in, you engage yourself in exercises so that you can reinforce and strengthen the connections. Yeah. Also, to uh, facilitate the uh, neuroplasticity, you uh, always introduce new routines. Or like if you're working out, you when you plateau, you got to introduce muscle confusion. You got to change up the routine. So you got to drive a different way going home. You got to right. make sure you pick up a book and read it or do something that stimulates you in a different kind of way. Otherwise, you know, because we are in fact creatures of habit. We yes. generally are creatures of habit. So it's good to establish good habits. Uh, and then that way uh, you bring a lot of goodness going. I see the clock has run on us. And yeah, that's good, we're almost to the end of this episode. So, uh, so we're we can wind this down now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what would you like to give listeners as your takeaway from Boundaries and Balance episode two or part two? Of the, what I, what I really want people to take away from Boundaries and Balance episode two is that listen, be flexible with yourself. Uh, yes, get to know yourself and be firm with yourself. But also, we as human organisms, we are growing. We're, we're not stagnant and we're not hopefully degenerating. We're either evolving, going higher, not standing still, or we're degenerating. So we want to be proactive in evolving ourselves. So you do that by simply explore yourself, explore you, learn who you are, learn how you tick, learn what makes you and accept you for who you are, how you are, and be honest with yourself and set healthy boundaries, be balanced with it and don't over, be overboard and life will begin to improve for you. 
Great, great. My takeaway for this week is that boundaries should serve you. If you have any boundary that is not working for you, you're free, change it. Like boundaries should serve you. So periodically reevaluate the boundaries that you've set. And if you notice, like I said, that something isn't working or your um, relationship with someone or even your relationship with yourself has evolved to a different level, then feel free to change your boundary, but make sure that you're doing things that serve you. So um, to wrap this up, um, today was all about boundaries and balance, the flexibility that should be present with boundaries. That's the balance part of it. And then also um, in communication, maybe having some hard stops. We also went over uh, what to do in the case that you feel like you're being overwhelmed uh, by emotion in a conversation. We talked about looking away for a moment and returning your gaze to the person you're speaking with, making sure you take three slow deep breaths that are not loud. Um, and then lastly, we talked about asking your listener or asking the speaker if you could please restate what you heard. Hey, I want to make sure I understood what you're saying. Uh, can I can I put it in my own words and make sure I have it? That just forces you to think and helps you to uh, get your emotion down. So um, that is our episode for today. Um, you can reach me with any questions or with any suggestions on topics at info. Excuse me, info at akilasai.com. That's info at A-K-I-L-A-H-S-I-S-A-I.com. You can also go to akilasai.com uh, just to take a look at some of my work and see what it is I do. And then, Dad, if you could please tell the audience where they can reach you. Of course, you can reach me at L-M-M-C-C-C, the number one, the number nine, at gmail.com. That's L-M-M-C-C-C, the number one, the number nine at gmail.com. Yes. Yes. So thank you everyone for listening today. Um, and like I said, if you have a question that you'd like to ask, please feel free to ask either one of us your question. If you would like to suggest a topic for us to discuss, uh, feel free to do that. We definitely want to make sure that we're not saying the things that we want to say, but that we're serving you the way that you feel you need to be served. OK, so that's a that's a two way communication thing. So we're doing our part and we just ask that you do your part um, so that we keep it flowing and everyone benefits. So that's it for today. Thank you all for listening in. Peace.